So, Rachel. Yeah? Jadzia is charged with the long-ago murder of a beloved war hero from Clashtron 4, a crime allegedly committed by her previous host, Curzon. Oh, okay. What do you think you're going to get? They'll be examining the ethics of body, brain, soul, and responsibility. Mm-hmm. We'll have a trial with Cisco and Odo defending her, let's say. Yeah. A patterned robe alien with receding hair and a big necklace. Sounds like Star Trek to me. Okay. <laughs> Station log, Stardate 46910.1. Chief O'Brien has escorted his wife back to Earth to celebrate her mother's 100th birthday. In the meantime, the rest of us are trying to keep the station up and running. Welcome to Rachel Watcher Star Trek. I'm Rachel Lackey. And I'm Chris Lackey. As you know, and uh, happy autumn, everyone. This is coming out in the end of November, maybe even on Thanksgiving for my American friends and family. It's Thanksgiving time. I want to eat some food. Oh, right, yeah. It's Thanksgiving time. I want to be with you. I'm thankful for all of our wonderful patrons that help us keep the show running. Ah, oh, and I just want to say, dashing through the snow, one on one horse open sleigh, all the, the fields we go, go laughing all the way, Thanksgiving, <laughs> on bells on bob till ring, making spirits bright, what fun it is to ride and sing. A slang song tonight. Jingle bells, which my children love to tell me over and over again, is a Thanksgiving song Those and not pens. a Christmas song. That's right. Those in the know, no. Let's get into this episode, Dax. Now, this episode has got some serious writing pedigree. Story by Peter Allen Fields, writer of TNG episodes Half a Life. Mm. Good one. The Cost of Living. Good one. And The Inner Light. Uh, Whoa. There you go. And Teleplay by Peter Allen Fields and DC Fontana. Oh. <laughs> Clear investment in this storyline. What a pedigree indeed, after they've just left Dax underused so far. This is DC Fontana's last ever official Trek episode, though she would later write for Star Trek video games and a New Voyages episode to serve all my days. Aww. Directed by David Carson, who directed season opener Emissary, as well as four episodes of TNG, including Yesterday's Enterprise and The Next Phase. We open with Dax and Bashir trying and failing to get their heads around the repair schedule over Rattachinos. Bashir throws in some workplace sexual harassment, of course. I mean, sorry, a charming 90s flirting. Okay. <laughs> he can't help himself. Oh, God. Oh, a group of men are creeping and peeping from the shadows as if that wasn't enough. Yeah. Dax decides it's time to turn in. Bashir offers to escort her to her quarters, but she tells him that's not necessary and heads off followed by her three shadowy watchers. After a pause, Bashir reflects, not necessary, Julian, but not forbidden either, Ugh. as he justifies stalking her. Gross. Yeah, gross. But his harassment's a good thing, because he's going to save her, <laughs> or well, try. <laughs> yeah. In a deserted corridor, the leader of the men calls to Dax by name, and they grab her. Bashir charges to her aid. Unfortunately, Bashir's combat skills are less mbenga and more mbungle. <laughs> Thanks for that one, Ray. <laughs> That's good. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, he punches out the leader, but then trips over his own two feet and nearly knocks himself out on the bulkhead. Oh, dear. One of the hooded men hauls the dazed Bashir up. Bashir pulls back his fist to deliver another expert blow when the man's hood falls back. It's not a man. It's a woman. <gasps> 
Bashir goes in for a kiss. No, he hesitates, probably because he was trying to come up with some good chat lines for her. <laughs> yeah. This hesitation causes Bashir to get punched out. Mm. Another man pulls off Dax's comm badge and knocks her out, and they drag Dax away, leaving Bashir on the floor. Sorry to ask another of my dumb questions. Does it ever really pay off who that woman is? No. Okay, fine. Okay, because I've kind of forgotten that she was in it. No. <laughs> okay, fine. Bashir comes to and calls Cisco and Kira. Dax's abductors are avoiding the station's cameras. They seem to know the station well. Kira worries they're about to nick a runabout and realizes their tractor beam has been disabled. Those mm. sneaky things. Sneaky. Kira and Odo are on it, but the intruders are one step ahead. They override the airlock controls, and when Kira tries to isolate them with force fields, they shut those down too, because they've got the security override codes. Mm. Why? They make it to their ship and take off, but Cisco gets the tractor beam back online and drags them back to the station. Ha! In your face! Yeah. Cisco, Odo, and a security contingent greet Dax and her abductors. Dax is okay. But events take an unexpected turn, like this. My name is Ilan Tendro, special envoy from Claystron 4, in charge of this extradition procedure. Extradition? I call this kidnapping and assault. You'll find that to be a valid warrant for her arrest. The relevant treaty between Claystron 4 and your Federation allows for unilateral extradition. And the charge? The fugitive Dax is charged with treason and the murder of my father. Tandro is played by Gregory Itzen, a classic, that guy from that thing. Yeah, he really does have that face, doesn't he? So much so that he was one of 16 actors interviewed in the 2012 documentary, That Guy Who Was In That Thing. (laughs) You should watch that. That's what you're always saying. I do want to watch that. (laughs) Probably best known for appearing as President Charles Logan in 24. He also had reoccurring roles in Big Love, The Mentalist, and Murder One. Hmm. This is his first Star Trek appearance. He'll appear again as different characters in other episodes of Deep Space Nine, one in Voyager, and two in Enterprise. All right. I guess people like working with him. I guess so. Odo reviews the warrant. Dax is wanted for the death of General Ardalyn Tandro 30 years ago and betraying the Kleistron government to the rebels. This is a bit harsh, isn't it? 30 years ago. How old is she even? She's not 30. The body. Yeah, she's in her 20s, yeah. But the the little worm. The worm. Made it. (laughs) Symbiote, I think we like to say, yeah. Cisco realizes that would have been Curzon Dax, the previous host and his friend and mentor. Oh, he's always going on about him. Oh, my God. Loves him. Cisco's adamant Curzon wouldn't have done this. He knew the man. But how well did he know the symbiote inside of him? Odo asks. Mm, mm. Right. I guess Odo doesn't get how this whole thing works with the symbiote right. the host. So we're yeah. going to find out together, aren't we? We are. Cisco's acting's kind of warming up throughout this episode. Mm. But at this point, He's kind of reading the lines out. (laughs) I'm still waiting for him to win me over, and I'm sure he will. He will. Dax refuses to speak to Cisco about it and tells him she doesn't expect any help from him. Vow of silence time, who's she protecting? Yeah. Murder and treason both carry the death penalty on Kleistron 4. He pleads with her to talk to him. Or didn't the symbiont carry on, carry over any of their friendship after all? She tells Cisco he's still her dear friend, and it is a tender scene, isn't it? Mm. That's pretty sweet. Tandro is in Cisco's office asking for the prisoner to be handed over, but Cisco's got other ideas. 
He was puzzled why Tandro tried to kidnap Dax rather than just present his warrant. Then he realised, it's because this station isn't Federation territory, it's Bajoran and Bajor has no extradition treaty with Klystron 4. So over to Kira, she's mm -hmm. in charge now. Yep. She asks Tandro how he knows the station layout. My conversation is with the commander, Tandro patronisingly replies. Oh man, this guy is bungling this one. <laughs> Rule number one, do not piss off Kira. Oh, that's rule number one. That's rule number one. Oh, okay. Anyone got that on a t-shirt? Yes. <laughs> yes. Right now, under my shirt. Oh, Here, look. look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see? Oh, that's a coincidence. Cisco immediately uplifts Kira and impresses me. Well done. <laughs> and we get this. You Klystrons are allies of the Cardassians. Your knowledge of the station confirms that. They must have given you the layouts, which not only compromises Bajoran security, but also annoys us. I'm afraid Bajoran interests are involved. And Bajor is adamant that, at least I believe it's adamant. Oh, oh yes. You see, there will have to be an extradition hearing before I can lawfully release Lieutenant Dax. <laughs> yeah, in your face, Tandro. Yeah. It's a trial. Cue song. When you trip and crush some flowers, it's a trial. When you flout the devil's powers, it's a trial. When Q convenes a court to see if your crew is guilty of the crimes of all humanity, it's a trial. When you visit the Telosians, it's a trial. It's a trial. When you're captured by space Romans, it's a trial. By combat. When Scotty stabs a stripper on a field trip with his skipper while possessed by Jack the Ripper, it's a trial. When Racker gets seduced, it's a trial. To the holiday! When Tater is reduced, it's a trial. Take his arm off! When it's Kirk against computer, and Troy's powers have been neutered, and Kirk's ex is the prosecutor, it's a trial. Singing aye aye, yippee yippee trial. Singing aye aye, we can save a pile. Singing aye aye, clip show the ship show, ah, yeah, strip show, it's a trial, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old horse. <laughs> <laughs> they will repeatedly tell us that this is actually a hearing, not a trial, but I say close enough. <laughs> yes. Kira's not the only one having a good time. Odo gets to tell Quark that they're commandeering his bar for extradition <laughs> hearing. Oh, we don't have to build a whole set for the trial. Going, let's just have it at Quark's. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That'll be. They don't have another room that could seat five people? Yeah, exactly. Did Come we saw on. one last week, didn't we? Yeah. Well, they probably took it down for something else. Oh. Quark refuses. He's not shutting down, not even for Dax. Business is business. Mm -hmm. So Oda starts inspecting the bar. Oh, this wall will need to come in five meters. That means the second level hollow suites will need to come down. New building codes from the Bajoran provisional government and Odo is the one who has to enforce them. Oh, is he just flat out lying now? Or has he been letting things slide? Maybe he's been letting things slide. Mm, Don't he's know. He's scary, isn't he? Well, yeah. Well, Quark would have to check these things out to see, is it worth it? Mm. Quark protests that this is blackmail. <laughs> business is business, Odo says. <laughs> Intense and fun. Yeah, yeah. Did you like that one? I do like these They're guys. great together, aren't yeah. they? Leaving the bar, Odo bumps into Cisco, who tells him that Dax is still refusing to say anything about the matter. Perhaps someone should go and do some investigating on Clashtron 4. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah. Aw, he's very protective, isn't he? Oh, of course. This is all bud. Yeah, and he knows he's not a murderer. 
Hmm, he just doesn't buy. But he'd do anything like that. He no. knew him. He's often stating Curzon was a bit of a dog. Yeah, but, a bit but of a not womanizer. A, a sex pest, I guess. Mm, I don't know. Sex pest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a Bashir. And well, and he would get into trouble and not follow the rules and do things like that. But yeah. murder was never no. the case that they gave him. Until now. The Bajoran Arbiter Renora arrives to convene the hearing. She tells them she's 100 years old and does not have time to waste on superfluous language. She intends to be here until supper, not senility. <laughs> Great introduction. <laughs> she's awesome. Really rad performance too. Renora is played by Anne Haney, who didn't start acting until her mid-40s. There's still chance. Oh yeah, you can do it. <laughs> but still racked up an impressive 121 roles during a career including Rishon Uxbridge in TNG third season episode The Survivors. Yes. So that's where we've seen her. Yeah, mm. I recognized her immediately. Yes, yeah. I did. Unfortunately for Honora, Cisco puts a hole in her plans for a quick trial. He contends that the alleged crime was committed by Curzon Dax, not Jadzia Dax. She's a different person. Renora doesn't get it, and she's going to have to get it if she's going to arbitrate on this so yes. she says Tandra will have to convince her that the person named on the warrant is the same as the person standing before her now it's good concept stuff concept stuff yeah, yeah this just is ethical. stuff I love yeah. in Cisco's office Kira laments that Dax doesn't seem to care whether she is found guilty or not but Cisco does he tells Bashir to look for any medical evidence that Jadzia Dax and Curzon Dax are separate individuals and tasks Kira for looking for precedents in Federation law regarding whether current hosts are responsible for the actions of previous hosts. Mm, that's important, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Your, your body didn't do it, but the symbiont was involved. So who gets punished? Yeah. Does your body get punished? Mm, it's, imprisoned? Killed? It doesn't make sense to me that it yeah. would but then again that would be as they say later in the episode the perfect crime kill somebody mm. and then get moved over to another it is a long game auto calls from claystron 4 where he's found out that general Ardalon tandro's murder made his troops so mad that they went out and won the civil war and made the general a national hero Oh, that made him a hero just because it inspired them that he'd been killed? Well, he died and he fought probably the war for a long time and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they made him a martyr, basically. Right. And everyone old enough to remember says that the general and Curzon were the closest of friends. Mm. Oda's going to go speak to his widow. Okay. The general's widow, Anina, is played by Fionula Flanagan. She was in Lost, Defiance, and The Others... And she's going to play Dr. Juliana Tainer in TNG Season 7 episode Inheritance and the Vulcan Valar in Enterprise Season 1, Fallen Hero. So I'm glad to hear she'll be back. She's great. Yeah. Great female performances in this ep. Mm -hmm. And Nina tells Odo categorically that Curzon was not responsible for her husband's death. She tried to dissuade her son from pursuing Dax. Her son's the one who's um, initiated this whole yeah. kidnap and right. kill thing. Mm-hmm. But the son's obsessed with a father he never knew. The only evidence she has is in her son's hands, and he's using it against Dax. Odo asks what this evidence is, and we get this. There is proof of a secret transmission that was made from our military headquarters to the enemy camp. It identifies exactly the route my husband was taking on his way back from the capital to the front. It was at the time that he was ambushed and kidnapped. Short time later, he was killed. Then your son must believe that Dax made the transmission. There were only five people, including my husband, who knew that route. 
My son has established the whereabouts of all of them at the time of the transmission. All of them, except Curzon. So Dax has no alibi. Then <laughs> cannot possibly be enough to convict him. Can it? Hmm, can it? She asks after Curzon and is saddened to hear that he's died and hear about Jadzia. And it seems pretty obvious at this point that they had an affair. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the hearing, another trill is called to the stand. Minister Selen Piers. Piers is played by Richard Lineback, who's played the Felicium-addicted Romas in Star Trek Season 1, in TNG Season 1 episode Symbiosis. And he will go on to play Kessick in Enterprise Season 3, The Zindi. Oh, okay. So he comes back again. The Arbiter notes that it is convenient that Piers was at hand. Piers says the Trill government requested he be present during this extradition. He's the one who pointed Dax out to the kidnappers in the opening scene. Tandro questions him about his previous hosts. Piers confirms that he carries all of their memories, and that would include memories of any crimes. It does. And he would also feel the guilt of all those crimes. Mm-hmm. Chandro claims that Cisco's position allows for the perfect trill crime. You can simply avoid prosecution until your host dies, and then the slate is wiped clean. Well, yeah. I mean, most people. Who's going to. If it's 30 years after they committed the crime, they've already got away with it, haven't they? We find out that hosts are joined to symbionts when the hosts are in the early to late 20s to allow them time to mature and decide if they want to be joined. I'm still not quite clear on what's in it for them, but... Well, you have access to all these memories and all these yeah. lifetimes. Yeah. So that could be pretty cool. Yes. And you're still you. You just have all these extra memories. Yeah. Including memories of crimes you've committed. Well, there you go. Traumatic things. Once joined, the personality is a total sharing, a blending of both host and symbiont. So then establishes Cisco a new personality, a new combined person, a different person. As Cisco and Tandro begin to argue, Arbiter Renora calls a two-hour recess. And here's the clip. Gentlemen, I said this would be an informal hearing, not riotous. We will take a two-hour recess. <laughs> they start arguing and she calls for a timeout for everybody. <laughs> She's not having it. No. Bashir's up next. Renora asks why they can't just remove the Dax symbiont to stand trial. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, she hasn't done her research, has she? Yep. 93 hours after being joined, host and symbiont become biologically interdependent. Separating them would kill them. Duh. Bashir's up now, listing all the ways that Curzon Dax and Jadzia are different biologically. Blood type, metabolism, nervous system, height, weight. He said potato, she says potato. <laughs> Bashir and Tandro then argue about brainwaves and whether they should be looking at their combined brainwave, which is different now, or just the symbiont's brainwave, which is the same as it was within Curzon. A little bit of a sticking point there, yeah. I guess. Arbiter Renora has the look of a hundred-year-old who will never get those minutes back as she asks Cisco <laughs> if he has more witnesses. Yes, him. Cisco takes the stand and tells them about Curzon Dax. He drank a little too much. He liked women more than he probably should. <laughs> Nothing like Jedzia Dax. He was a mentor who taught Cisco everything about honor. He was incapable of murder and treason. He knew Curzon Dax very well, but he can't tell them much about his new friend, Jedzia Dax. They are still getting to know one another. So apart from the women bit, although I guess it confirms our affair theory yes. at that point, it is a lovely section of the script and nicely sold yeah. by Brooks. So good job. And then Tandro cross-examines. And we get this. Commander, Starfleet officers 
do have the reputation of being honorable, and I judge you to be an honorable man. As an honorable man, do you think this crime should go unpunished? I'd prefer no crime to go unpunished. Then, if it were possible, even you would not argue with punishing the symbiont part of Dax. How can you be so sure that the symbiont was the criminal influence? What if it were the Curzon host that was responsible? Then the surviving symbiont would be completely innocent. No, they'd both be guilty. You yourself have argued that the two personalities once joined function as one. Your own Dr. Bashir confirmed it. When you put salt in water, the two become indistinguishable and inseparable. I think you've just made my point for me. When the water boils off, the salt returns to its original state. Pour that same salt into another liquid, and you have something completely different. Jatzia Dax is an entirely new entity. Following a one-hour recess, Lieutenant Dax will take the witness stand. One hour. <laughs> In your face. <laughs> oh, face. <laughs> he hoisted himself with his own petard with that uh, salt yeah, evaporation sure type analogy, didn't he? That's what he gets. Yeah. But we do hear here that this goes into the idea of punishing people for crimes, not yeah. you know rehabilitating. Yeah, mm. I feel like that's sort of a '90s idea too, and mm. not very forward-thinking. He wants some <laughs> of the punishing kind. Yeah, Dax still hasn't said a word in her own defense, and shows no sign of doing so. Mm. Odo calls. He's been through everything and found no sign that Curzon sent the message to the rebels, but he did find lots of messages to the general's home mm-hmm. when the general was at the front. If Dax and Anita were having an affair, that could be a motive for murder. Ah, for him to kill her husband? Yeah. Oh, not. Otis back at Anina's. He's found more, not just calls, but records of gifts, holidays in the inn outside of the capital. We get it. <laughs> Anina tells Odo that millions still mourn General Tandro, the hero, the legend, but not her. She knew the real man, but no one wants to hear that. Oh, so he, so he wasn't such a great husband then, no, was he? That doesn't seem so to then be the why case. was Cisco's friend such good friends with him? Well, maybe he was a good friend and not a great husband. Oh, well, okay, yeah. Her place in history is to carry on bravely, never to remarry, to represent her husband at banquets given in his name. Mm. But perhaps it's time for her to change that. Great performance from her. Really convincing. Yeah. And maybe that's why she didn't get to carry it on with Curzon. She realized she had to take her place as yeah. eternal widow of, yeah. you know, the deceased. Cisco mm-hmm. confronts Dax. He can't believe she's willing to die over an illicit affair from another life. Dax still refused to confirm or deny the charges, though, but she does tell him, I feel the shame of Curzon's indiscretions. When one of my kind stumbles, Benjamin, it is a mistake that's there forever. I can't tell you which part of Curzon Dax couldn't stop himself from acting shamefully with another man's wife. I can tell you that he did love her for whatever that's worth. Enough to kill her husband, Cisco asks, but Dax still won't answer. Gosh, shame is felt throughout all of the hosts forever. Forever. Eek. So thanks a lot for that, butthole. Mm -hmm. God. Would you do horrible things if you knew that everyone who came after you would have to experience the well, gosh, no. shame of it? Gosh, no. 
there is that element of people doing something that is bad, but at the time not feeling like it's a bad thing yeah. that they're doing. Because she was in a loveless marriage. And yeah. They just they loved each other. And yeah. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> at the time. At the time. <laughs> we hear what Jadzia's opinion on affairs is, though, loud and clear. Maybe the symbiont's a bit more loosey-goosey. Could be. <laughs> yeah. The hearing reconvenes with Dax on the stand. Arbiter Renora says she came into this wondering if Dax was 200 years older than her or younger than her granddaughter. Now she's worried that she's both. <laughs> she's quite confused. Yeah. Cisco asked Dax how she became joined. She had to win scholarships, excel in tests of academics, character and psychological stability. Wow. She holds premier distinction degrees in exobiology, zoology, astrophysics and exoarchaeology. How the heck did she find time to do all of that before she was 30? Gonna sake. She's a busy beef. How many of those before you were joined to the symbiont, Cisco asks? All of them. As Jadzia, without Dax. How can the Arbiter justify trying her for a crime committed before she was even born? Mm. And also, how do they work out who's going to be joined to who and who gets chosen? Is it like blind date or something with the symbiont? I, <laughs> Getting to pick the best? They go into it a, a lot more in the show, the specifics mm, okay. of, of their society and how stuff works and how stuff works. But I'm not sure if they explicitly go into how symbionts are matched up with hosts. I'd like to see that show. Hmm. Because it sounds like you've got to be the cream of the crap. Yeah. Tandro asks Dax if she understood and accepted the responsibilities of becoming joined with the Trill. Yes. Including the consequences of Curzon's criminal acts? Question mark. Mm. Hmm. The hearing is interrupted by Odo and Anina. Mm. In a new costume. She tells the Arbiter that Curzon is innocent. She knows exactly where he was when he was accused of sending the message to the rebels. In her bed. Oh, get your son to go out first. <laughs> Awkward, he's standing right there. Well, he's the, the prosecutor, <laughs> yeah. so he has to be there. Dax hangs her head. Her son is shocked and disgusted. Arbiter Renora adjourns the hearing. Here's a clip of her doing so. Mr. Tandro, you will want to re-examine your extradition request. Until then, this hearing is adjourned. Oh, she's so rad. And we end with Dax and Anina walking along the promenade. It was kind of you to try and protect me. Someone you'd never even met. There's much of Curzon that's still a part of me, that still remembers what you had together. But it was Curzon, Dax, who swore himself to silence to preserve the memory of General Tandro, not Jadzia. I felt it was important to keep that promise. The General's memory is cherished by your people. And it will continue to be. Oh, no one will ever know that he was the one who tried to betray us. And that the rebels killed him for the favor. As for you, there is one favor I would ask. Of course. Live. Jadzia Dax. Live a long, fresh, and wonderful life. Wow. There we go. Wow. Mm-hmm. I had seemed to remember it incorrectly. I thought that she had murdered her husband, but it wasn't mm, that yeah. at all. That's yeah. what we thought all the way through, so it was a nice twist at yeah. the end to hear... He was responsible for his own death. Yeah. Yeah. Dobbed himself in, didn't he? Yeah. Well, we'll look into it in 
Concerts. So, did he make the call intending to be killed and become a hero? Is that what went on? Dobbed mm. himself in, got taken, hero forever. Yeah, I, well, I think he was probably trying to provoke an attack, maybe. I don't know. They don't really go into the specifics if he if he was actually a traitor or he was just doing some shady stuff, but he wasn't a traitor. Maybe he gave away the location, hoping someone else would be captured and it turned on him or something. He was a bad one anyway. Maybe. In wartime, people do crazy things, especially. Sure. So maybe, I don't know if he was an out-and-out traitor or if he was just a guy who had this tactic that didn't work out. No one will ever know, she said. So we're asked to examine, is this Jadzia Dax, the same person as allegedly committed this crime? They've got different brainwaves when you put them together, but the symbiont has the same brainwaves as they had all along. Mm -hmm. She had an existing personality in three, four degrees before they were combined, brought with her 20 plus years of life. Mm -hmm. Can we put this body in jail that didn't do it just because the symbiont was there and maybe influenced it or... Yeah. Allowed it. Well, I, for one, I'm a little annoyed with this episode because they don't really come. Decide on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. They sort of just uh, dodge the whole thing, mm. even though it must have already been determined mm. in Trill society. Of course it would have been. After, I mean, they've been doing this for thousands of years. Then they would already have laws set up if a Trill is responsible yes. for their symbiotes past transgressions that would already yeah. have been figured out and sorted they could bring that in it would be up to the bajorans to decide whether they then wanted to yeah play to that sure. law but they would have it as evidence yeah and a precedent and that's a lot of law is precedent total different system of law though well sure but still that, that would give them something to go off of yep. and, and the right. way that they're doing this here is we've never had to deal with this before i'm like yeah right come <laughs> on Surely it's part of Dax's manual that she comes with as an employee as well. Yeah. <laughs> we had Cardassian sneakery, allowing them to know the station so well and the codes and yeah. to steal Dax away. But thankfully, a bit of quick thinking allowed them to have a hearing instead. Dax was keeping a promise made by the previous host mm -hmm. and symbiont combo. Yeah. Just felt it was important to honor yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And felt the shame of the previous host mm -hmm. symbiont combo. We had an extradition treaty. That there wasn't one with Bezos, so they tried to kidnap her instead. Yeah. And they didn't get away with it. And I think assaulting Bashir as well should mm. have been part of it, and then they could have been arrested for that. Which, it's just not cricket, is it? Which they didn't really address. Yeah. That would have been a great technicality to bust them on. It's like, oh, yeah, you assaulted a Starfleet officer. I have no credibility here. Be gone. And another thing about this episode that sort of bothers me, if Anina was going to come out and blow the whistle, mm. she probably would have done that if Dax was brought to the planet for trial. Oh. So, like, all of this would have happened anyway. Oh, right. Even if Cisco and everybody and all this stuff to slow it down wouldn't have been the case. She would have well, heard about it. She wouldn't have had the same people convincing her. She, I'm sure she would have heard about the trial. Mm-hmm. It's like a big deal, and it, it directly involves her, the murder of her husband. So she'd be like, who, what, huh? Yeah. Oh, Dax? Well, she knew about it because her son was the one doing it. Right. She didn't do anything about it at that point. Right, well... Maybe she was planning to. But she, I think she also thought that it didn't seem like it was going to go anywhere. And mm. then now it seems like it's going to go somewhere, so she's got to step in and do the right thing. Ah. So we don't actually think our crew changed the story no. much in the end. I Maybe. feel that way. I feel like yeah. it was all kind of, not pointless, but if they didn't intervene, then it didn't really change anything, I think. 
So it wasn't the wordsmithing of Cisco no. that did it, no. such as in Measure of a Man. Because the, what changes things is that Anina steps forward. That's what shuts it all down. Yeah. They might have gone more into deciding on these dilemmas if she hadn't, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It just it, 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 some, it doesn't quite work. We had mistakes and crimes carried for hundreds of years. They don't end when the host dies. Yowzers. Yeah. It's a shame of the past and the things that were done wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can even be tried for something 30 years later. Killed for it. Yeah. I, one of the things I don't remember about Trill and their symbiotes is do the symbiotes have personality outside of the host? Presumably. Because what is that personality? And yeah. How much are they influencing everything? It, yeah. They can't just be a vessel for memories. Maybe they are. It's been a while since I remember they had the Trill symbiotes like swim around in these big pool things and then they mm. attach them. It said they can't exist outside the host. Well, they, they do because they're born. You know, they have to breed these things. Yeah, but they had to put one in Riker, was it? Yes. Because otherwise it would have died. It would have died. But they didn't have the special circumstances to keep them alive. Mm. And of course it would kill... Dax in this episode, if they took it out, it would kill Jetzia. Peter Allen Fields was keen to explore the nature of Dax and Trill in this episode. There was something more we wanted. Heart, character. Who is this Dax? Is she old? Is she young? We were exploring it ourselves. You, I, I get that sense. Okay. Yeah. And mostly not through the mouth of Dax. Sadly. No. Not at all. At all. Yeah. Without silence. Dax everyone doesn't say anything. about her. Yeah. And whether it passed the Bechdel test, I'm not sure. I think everyone was always talking about a man, weren't they? Yeah. Robert Hewitt Wolf felt that the episode was one of those early ones that highlighted the differences between the nature of TNG and Deep Space Nine's characters. Dax was really eye-opening. I get what Michael and I were going for. Our heroes don't have to be innocent all the time. Our heroes are fallible, interesting, and complicated people. I really started seeing the enormous potential of the show. Hmm. Do you think it's true that all the TNG characters are infallible? No. Picard and Riker have certainly had their moments, haven't they? Oh my they? god, everybody has. Yeah. I think that's a weird idea that they put out that everybody's squeaky clean on there. Mm. And they're, they're really not. They're generally nice to each other, although Riker can be kind of snarky. Yeah. Irritable sometimes, but they're generally supportive in this as well, aren't they? Yeah. You have conflict between Quark and Odo. Sure. Sure, but there's a respect between them. And they're not all good on TNG no. all the time, are they? I think that's just something that people have liked to saddle on Deep Space Nine. There are much more dubious things that happen mm. where people make some tough choices later on. Okay. Full on, like, maybe that was evil Ooh. kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. I hope we get to it because it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope so. Uh, so concepts, what do you give it? Well, I'm, I was very interested to explore what makes a trill and all of yeah. the um, impacts of that throughout the hundreds of years of lifespan. Mm -hmm. We've discussed that they left some of it up in the air unresolved and they didn't necessarily know where they were going with it yeah. themselves. But I, I still think it deserves an eight. An eight. Yeah, I would give it an eight. Uh, but some of the writing wasn't great with it where it just sort of fell apart. So I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Entertainment. Really loved Anne Haney as the Arbiter. She was so grumpy and commanding, taking nap breaks and breaking balls. <laughs> <laughs> Kick-ass female roles and performances in general in this episode. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Dax says very little, but she is soulful in mm -hmm. it. And Nina was brilliant and Kira was kicking some ass in the background as well. Yeah. Good to see. 
This episode is the first time Rectagino is mentioned. <laughs> From the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> Funny, we've just had it in Strange New Worlds. Oh, right. Well. We did, yeah. Mm. Zach Handlin of the AV Club found this episode to be competent television, <laughs> but felt it fell down on the trial element. Dax's biggest problem up until this point is that she hasn't really done much of anything beyond call Cisco Benjamin <laughs> and dodge Bashir's advances. Fully agree. Yeah, true. This episode does little to change this, and the issue is compounded by the fact that the seemingly impossible philosophical question that drives the episode, what separates Jedzia Dax from Curzon Dax, is ultimately irrelevant to Dax's fate. Agreed. Mm, yeah, that's a great point. And it's a shame she was essentially voiceless in the episode, which was an act of loyalty and resistance, but Still. she just ended up with men speaking about her experience instead of her, generally. Yeah. <laughs> Even though at least we had a female arbiter. She yeah. didn't know what was going on either. Yeah, yeah. Tor.com rated it what Factor 7, praising the acid turn by Anne Haney as the arbiter and feeling that Avery Brooks' portrayal of the frustration and anger and devotion to both Curzon and Jadzia lends a quiet strength to his performance here. I enjoyed Brooks in this more than all of the ones since he stopped scatting. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Shabba never do. So we're getting somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to give it an eight for entertainment also. It was very entertaining and the stuff that bothered me only came up when I started going over the notes and yeah. thinking about this stuff. Just like, don't think about it. No, if I don't think about it. it, it was an eight. If yeah. I think about it, it's a seven. Yeah, don't think. So I'm not going to think. So I'll give it an eight. <laughs> Good. Sexiness. Dax is sexy and was in it a lot. Cisco is sexy defending her. Bashir, please make it stop. <laughs> and <laughs> Anna Nina has amazing skin and cheekbones. Wow. 3.5. For days she has. Uh, yeah, I give it a, well, a three. It's a three for me. Yeah. Stupid experts? They should have had precedent in law for yeah. what goes on with the trail, yeah. surely. Of course they would have had that. Yeah. That's bad writing, obviously. They just yeah. didn't think that through. What's the rush? Just get some better witnesses. Get some prep done. Yeah. Sort it out. Yeah. So for stupid experts, I give it a two. Two. Your guesses? Thought they'd examine the ethics of body, brain, and soul, and responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. A trial with Cisco, yes, and Odo, no, defending her. Okay. Although Odo was involved in he was collecting in the investigation. Sure. Yeah. I thought I thought there'd be an alien with a patterned robe, and receding hair, and a big necklace. Only the hair. Yeah. That's it. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank Rafe Ball for being awesome and helping us produce this show. Thanks for kicking ass, Rafe. And everybody, we've got our Strange New Worlds wrap-up episode coming at you soon that Rafe has produced with, of course, a game in it that you can all play along. Super fun. Welcome to Lieutenant Scott Butler. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. And Ensign Alex K. And with that, I'm Chris Lackey. And I'm Rachel Lackey. And you've been listening to... Rachel Watches Star Trek. Trash.